0: good morning afternoon or evening my dudes and does welcome to another edition of noir and nope i'm janine i'm gonna be the person that you're gonna be annoyed by for the next 20 minutes or so so you know welcome anywho hope you all had a fabulous and safe and healthy holiday this thanksgiving was pretty 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 good I'm still in a little bit of a turkey coma, hence the reason why I haven't been posting podcasts as frequently as I want to. Apologies for that. And um, a couple of other issues that we will discuss a little bit later. Uh, so, yeah, this is sipping Sundays. You could be sipping on some brown liquor. Or tea or whatever it is that you enjoy in terms of beverage. I'm not drinking any alcohol right now. I'm basically just drinking an orange mango apple and Eve juice. (laughs) So nothing real hard or heavy, but you know, still counts as long as it's not water. Uh, So yeah, let's just get into it. So as you know, mercury is in retrograde. It will not get out of said retrograde until december 6th so if you really feel enough effects, you go, <laughs> i'm sorry it's not gonna be over until december 6th um we'll just go through it together you know it, it it's it's quite a time it's quite a time so i'm just gonna get into it um there have been a couple of reasons why i haven't been posting podcasts like i would like to mostly work related issues and uh, just feeling really out of place and out of sorts. Uh, how can I discuss this? How can I say this? It's just, I'm just going to talk about it. So I work in a industry. Uh, it's basically event marketing and promotions. For a very brief description, I am registered with a bunch of marketing companies. They contact me about a gig or an event that they want me to work I say yes or no my information and profile and resume is passed on to the client the client says yes or no to me being booked for the event and then the marketing company comes back and lets me know that I'm booked um that's just a brief very brief description on what I do so there was one company that had complete actually two companies two companies in the past number of weeks that just completely completely had me fucked up let's just put it that way first scenario i'm booked for a gig i get an email about the same gig and i'm thinking why am i getting this email i'm already booked so i go onto the website to check the calendar And I'm not booked anymore. And I'm thinking, wow, that doesn't make any sense. I email the person that initially emailed me. They come back and say, yeah, I don't even know if this woman talks like that. But for lack of a better understanding on how she talks, let's just reenact and say that this is her voice. Anyways, she emails me back and says, yeah, uh, the client is going back and forth with profiles she wants a little bit more of a promotional model look. They want more of a polished promotional model look. You're more than welcome to resubmit photos. And At this point, I'm reading between the lines. As a woman of color, as a woman and a woman of color, or just a woman of color, let's just put it that way. And you work in a mostly physical attribute or just a industry where your looks play a decent part in you being booked or being a part of that industry I know how to read between the lines she was basically saying and I know a lot of people were saying she didn't say that at all well it's what she didn't say at this point her email pretty much stated without saying it The reason behind my unbooking was because I was not white. Let's just put it out there. And you're probably saying to yourself, I didn't hear any of that. That's because you have not heard it before. You haven't heard the terminology and the jargon that people use to make excuses for not hiring someone of color. However, let's just go back to the initial email. She said she was looking for more professional model, not professional model, excuse me, promotional model, and looking for someone more polished. Let's get one thing straight. My photos that I put or present to anyone who is interested in working with me, they're not photos of me looking dingy, dusty by any means. I'm wearing makeup. My hair is either on a curly side or brushed back. I don't come to the party with no refreshments you know what i'm saying i'm a virgo i don't play this whole disheveled look thing i'm on my p's and q's all day every day so getting back to the email after being blatantly disrespected by saying i don't look polished and want a more prom- promotional model look i had to step back for a little bit because i was just about to just put obscenities all up in that response email but i said you know what when they go low, we go high, right? So I sent her an email back and I said, I forgot her name, starts with a C. But anyways, I sent an email back basically stating that I've been doing this for six years. Nothing on my profile screams unprofessional or not promo model or promotional model. My photos are up to date and they are professional. The only reason why I feel like you didn't book me is for cultural reasons. And that is my little way of saying, listen, if you didn't want anybody Black working the, the event, just say so. You should have put that in the event description because I wouldn't applied. I wouldn't waste my time. And I say, I go on to say, now I'm out of two days of work for a industry that I work full time because I turned out work. Because you want to play hopscotch with my work schedule like really and I basically add on saying I'm not going to turn in additional photos I don't want to work this event anymore so that kind of put me off center because as someone who never half asses when it comes to work or her job or anything she puts out it really and I know this is not new but Sometimes you need that initial wake up call from time to time to let, let you know that it still exists. But as someone who doesn't give a hundred or does give 110% to everything she does, whether it be in her work life or her personal life, it really pisses me off that still in 2018 that I have to continuously be a thousand times better than my Caucasian counterparts that I still, and even if I am, I've still looked at as less than just because of the color of my skin. It's ridiculous. I come to work looking presentable all the time. But you'll be surprised at some people who come to work looking like they just rolled out of bed and walked out their house. But it's okay. Because, hey, that's, that's okay for them. Because I guess being... Caucasian is just something that you can get away with a lot of things and yes I'm not oblivious to the fact that that's been going on for a while but it doesn't make it any more or less frustrating it's just really really annoying and so that threw me off my 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 game a little bit I stepped back for a couple of days from work I kind of fell into, I don't want to say depression, but I got a big case of the mopes and I was just kind of chilling at home, reassessing, reevaluating, just kind of trying to find a place of Zen because I was really, really, I don't want to say heartbroken. What's another term? Um, disappointed, I guess, for the lack of a better term. So I stepped back a couple of days from work and then I kind of got back into it and then another situation occurred. I was supposed to work an event for three days. I emailed the person saying, actually, the person actually contacted me and I said, yeah, I can work this event. And they said, "Okay." their exact words were lock in those dates and I will contact you with more details. When you hear lock in those dates, you think, oh, okay, well, cool. I am booked for this. I will continue on not working on anything else those three days because my time is booked, right? Of course. (sighs) So that was on the 19th, 20th, and the 21st. I was supposed to work those three days. So the 18th, the evening of the 18th, I'm like wait a second I don't have any information I don't know where I'm going I don't know the exact address I don't know what I'm supposed to wear so I basically email the woman that booked me and said hey is there any more information I need to know about this position no response I email her the morning of and I say I don't say hey (laughs) i definitely don't say hey like that but i basically said to her well i guess because i haven't heard from you i'm not i'm unbooked for this event can you please respond to me and let me know why i'm not booked or why i got unbooked (sighs) she responds back hey janine yeah we looks like we're fully staffed for this event but we will get back to you on future events Hold the fuck up. What do you mean you're fully staffed? You reached out to me and said you would let me know about further details and to lock in those dates. To me, that screams you are booked. So this is not the first time with this particular company I've had an issue. Nothing quite this major, but to the point where I responded in an email and said, due to the miscommunications or the lack of communication I should say and not being I don't know exactly what I said but I basically said due to the miscommunication I no longer want to work with this company please remove me from your database please don't contact me about future events just no and so as I'm emailing this woman back and forth the or one of the owners of the company is CC'd in the email. So she responds, Hey Janine, after 35 placements with our company, it's really um shocking that after one issue, you want to be removed from our our database. I guess it's all for the best. Thanks, with an exclamation point. Thanks. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you know what ridiculous because the response let's just break down the response real quick it was basically saying hey we placed you on all these jobs and you are now breaking down in a hissy fit over one miscommunication which it wasn't one miscommunication with this company there have been several in the past but I digress She's basically saying after we've hired you for all these other things, you want to jump ship after one um, little issue. And she will try to throw shade at the end by saying, well, I guess it's all for the best. Like, sis. So I respond back and I say to her, I'm not going to say her name, but I say, listen, if the tables were turned. If I were to say, yeah, I want to broke that, I want to work this event and then you turn around and email me let, asking me, I don't know, to confirm for the event and I say, oh no, I don't want to work it anymore, sorry. If the tables were completely turned, there would be no hesitation in me being completely erased from the database, completely blacklisted from the company, completely persona grata. There would be no hesitation. So after 35 placements, I would think you would have some more respect for someone who has been a good and diligent worker for your company and has created no issues whatsoever. Yes, it's definitely for the best. So I sent that email and I, in my petty mode, blocked the email, her email and the other girl's email that initially built me. I say all that to say this. At the end of the day... I know my worth and I know what I bring to the table. And if I need to eat alone, more for me, more leftovers for me, more food for me. Because when you bring a lot to the table, eating alone is not an issue. You have plenty to fill you up. And I work with a lot of companies and I know for a fact that there have I have friends that I've met do, doing this type of work that get booked for stuff. And it, in terms of their work ethic, it does not compare. It doesn't even compete to mine because I actually show up and do the job. Where people just show up and look cute. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But if I'm hired to do something, guess what? I'm going. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it to the utmost professional like I'm just gonna be professional with it you know what I mean that's just how I do it that's how I am in personal life in work life I don't half-ass anything the thing is I just hate when companies or just people in general think you know what you're replaceable you're not necessarily needed but you need me And I'm not even talking about from what I am talking about from a work standpoint or a job standpoint, but also that can be translated to your personal life. I don't know if anyone's in New York City or any major city for that matter, but dating in a major city will have you pulling out each strand of your hair individually with needle nose tweezers. Because there is such a elitist type of oh, especially when it comes to I can only speak from as a heterosexual woman, I can only speak from the male-female dynamic. But like these this day and age men are like I don't need you. There's a thousand of you. There's only one of me. I'm special. I'm a kang. I am the high and mighty black Simba of our generation or whatever. I'm only speaking again from a heterosexual woman's standpoint that primarily dates men of color. So there's a lot of I'm the best and I can get better mentality going around in these streets. And at the end of the day, if you are confident with yourself and you, you know that You are not necessarily a shit, but you are someone worthy of respect and being talked to in a manner where you are not being disrespected and you're not someone that should be dealt with in a rude or flippant manner. Then things like this, they're kind of water off a duck's back. I'm going to be honest. Years ago, when I first started working in this particular industry, it's been really me being not only passive, but accepting less than. And I guess I had to because I really didn't make a name for myself. So it was just like my mentality was I'm just going to book all these jobs, build up my resume. People will know who I am and my work ethic and then good stuff will follow or better job opportunities would follow and I in the beginning that's what I did but now that I know who I am and know how I am and know I bring a lot more to the table than most people I'm not going to accept scraps I'm not going to accept scraps when it comes to my work life my dating life personal life no one should accept scraps And that's not saying you want the high, mighty best, but everyone has preferences and you shouldn't settle for anything less than what you want. Point blank period. So I was a little bit down in the dumps for a few weeks, actually maybe two weeks about my work situations because it just, no one wants to be made to feel like they are replaceable and not needed you know but at the same time your your mentality is i'm i'm too good for this and that's exactly why i told homegirl to take me out of the database because i don't need to deal with this shit i don't need to deal with someone telling me um well i guess it's all for the best that you decided to not put up with my bullshit because I can find someone else to put up with my bullshit. And you definitely can. And it's just not going to be me. And if you're feeling a certain type of way about it, feel free. That's not my problem. You <laughs> decided to feel a certain type of way about it. I have no control over your feelings. Have a blessed day. And yeah, I was just a little bit taken aback by it all. But I just had to recenter and say to myself... It's not worth it. I don't need this. I don't need them. God has a plan for me. He's on his P's and Q's and he knows, you know what? That's not your lane, Janine. You need to find another. I have I have the lane that you need to be in, but you need to, you know, set yourself up for it. You need to gather the tools and listen to me because I got you. So there was a lot of that in the past week week and a half maybe two weeks hence the reason why there was no podcast post I was just kind of trying to reassess my life but on a lighter note in that time where I was reassessing I was on the internet a lot YouTube which is like I don't know about YouTube man it's a it's one of those double-edged swords it's it's you watch people on it and you can just tell that they're full of crap (laughs) just like they're sponsored they're just they were just created by youtube they didn't really necessarily have their own type of style and they they're just kind of youtube i guess that's why they call them content creators but yeah they're, they're just some people on youtube that are unauthentic so i I usually don't find myself on it too much, but I was on YouTube the other day and I discovered something amazing. God, it's just so amazing. So probably a lot of you already know this because he has a bunch of subscribers, but John Witherspoon, my pappy in my head, <laughs> my grandpappy in my head has a cooking show on YouTube and it's amazing. Let me just break it down for you. So I only watched a couple of episodes because he doesn't post frequently, unfortunately. And I'm trying to kind of save those episodes for those times where I'm just like, not necessarily down in a dumps, but I need something to just really give me a pickup. So I'm saving some of those episodes. And the first episode that I saw, which was the latest episode, which is sometime, I think it was like a week ago he posted it and it's basically let me set it up for you it's John Witherspoon I know him from more notably from the Waynes Brothers but obviously he was in Friday and next Friday and he was also in Black Jesus he was in a bunch of you know movies that are probably some of your faves he's basically in his kitchen chef hat apron no shirt because that makes sense, right? Putting an apron on, but not putting on a shirt. So he's all in his like granddad bod mode glory. He's drinking out of a jelly jar with a mystery liquor. And he probably exclaims about two or three times per the episode. And I quote, don't let nobody know what you're sipping out of your jelly jar. Wow. Wow. Wow listen that can be that could be said for so many things yes that's pretty literal don't let anybody know what type of liquor you have in your jelly jar but also you can think of that in another way just don't see here's a problem with me i think too much and i'm definitely one of those people who who when you read a phrase or a quote i'm like oh you can Apply this to this part of your life or that part of your life. And I'm saying to myself, don't let anybody know what you're sipping out of your jelly jar. Yes, that is so metaphorical. It's like, don't let anybody know your next move. Like, little Wayne, real G's move in silence like lasagna. That is so deep and like spirit. I'm an idiot. Maybe that means absolutely nothing, but I kind of took it that way. So he's basically. sipping liquor from a jelly jar with an unknown alcohol in it this particular episode he was making spaghetti and meatballs he already had pre-made which i thought was really dope he had pre-made chopped food like chopped vegetables in little ziploc bags and i'm like genius i'm already learning so much from john witherspoon he's like he transcends stuff he transcends time. He's he, he needs to be protected at all costs. He needs to be knighted. He also needs to be known as a national landmark. Knight him and consider him a, lot, a national landmark. Someone, anyone. I don't know who's in charge of that type of thing, but someone needs to do both those things for John Witherspoon. And what else is there? So he's making meatballs he throws in like the vegetables and stuff in the frying pan he asks, he didn't ask but he goes into this tangent about Roseanne Barr and how she basically is messing it up for herself she called a woman a monkey and y'all remember that when Roseanne was on some bullshit so he's talking about that as he's making the meatballs and then he stops and talks about how the Lipton onion (laughs) packets the soup packets are how amazing they are and how they have all this seasoning in it and how it's just an all-purpose thing and he dumps that in his meatball mixture he makes his meatballs these meatballs are the size of my head hugest meatballs I've ever seen his kitchen as he's making spaghetti he does that thing where you break the spaghetti in half and throw it in the, the boiling water which is a very old school thing for y'all. If y'all don't know it, but he does that, but he drops a couple of strands of the spaghetti and <laughs> almost catches the house on fire. So the the whole episode, which just like you were sitting in a kitchen with him, speaking to him, and just just watching him do his thing. It was just like an amazing addition addition to youtube i need for him to be verified i need for him to make money off of this i just need to be there for eternity i need i just need to show to never never go away it's just amazing um i'm gonna try to link it into the show description this episode description excuse me and I just can't wait to watch the next episodes i'm trying to scale back so i don't watch them all in one sitting like i do with every netflix original series but it's gonna be hard because i find john witherspoon to be one of the most fascinating people in the world like seriously amazing but yeah so that's all i gotta say this sunday (laughs) hope you all have a wonderful and blessed sunday hope you're preparing for the work week and keeping a positive and loving mentality and i will see you or hear from you in the next episode take care bye